Listen to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. This is the Ink Studs, the radio show where I talk most of the time about comics, sometimes other stuff. I think today's going to be another stuff kind of day. My guest today, and I totally forgot to find out how to pronounce her name, is it Sonia Ehler? Aller? Sonia Allers. Sonia Allers. I apologize. <laughs> okay, everyone does this. <laughs> and I think I read like somewhere in uh, Fatal Distraction where. Was it that one that had, like, the antler and the... Oh, my God. You're so good. Yeah, not many people pick up. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I try to try to read my... Uh, read, read the work of the person I'm going to be chatting with. Um, I guess uh, let folks know the books that I have, Fatal Distraction and The Selves, and you also did Temper Temper, but that was many moons ago, and I doubt anyone can find a copy now. It's out of print, yeah. It's hard to find. And you know what's funny is, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't bother looking for it because I figured it. And then I saw the cover, and it looked really familiar. And so I know I've seen it recently somewhere huh. around. Oh, Lucas said there's a copy for sale at um, Solder and Sons. I know that store. <laughs> I think he was going to run down and buy it. Some, <laughs> copies are, some copies are selling for a couple hundred dollars on Amazon. What? Apparently. Okay, folks, <laughs> I don't know, ignore. I don't know who's buying it. It's, uh, don't, don't go and buy that there, folks, so I can then there go buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that store's weird. Like, it's right in the heart of, like, the downtown east side, but it's, like, this weird coffee shop. I think he used to own a bookstore up on Main Street. Chroma. Yes. And then he also yeah, used, to, used to work at that jazz bookstore. A jazz bookstore? The one at, uh,. Seymour and Pender many years ago. That's a long time ago. But yeah, there's some neat stuff in that store. I picked up some old Luke Ramsey stuff and there's a bunch of Jason McLean stuff and obviously your book, which I probably looked at and didn't pick up like the idiot. Um, Your latest book is The Selves from uh, Drawn and Quarterly, uh, part of their uh, Petit Livre series. But it's not a wee book. It's not a what book? It's not a little book. No, it's no, no. <laughs> <This is> irony. <laughs> it's you know, at first those books were all like really small little art books, but it's kind of a misnomer at this point. Mm, I kind of pushed it. I asked to have a, a larger size because I wanted to go sort of more magazine size. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was happy to have that space. It was a specific aesthetic you're going for, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because um. What I how I pull I have uh, binders of uh, my well my archives of images and uh, I I use plastic sleeves to store everything so everything's basically eight and a half by ten and or you know with just bits of pieces bits and pieces sort of shoved into these 
archival plastic sleeves, and that's sort of how the book starts to form from that size. So it's it's good to try to stay true to that. Did that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. No, that does exactly make sense. Part of my process, yeah, I use this like archiving system. It's very complicated. I got. I want to get a little bit bit of background into your work. Um, I'm going to make some presumptions looking through your stuff and just little things I've read. You, I'm presuming you were really big into zines in the '90s. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess like 1998, when my first book came out, that's Temper Temper, uh, I was dubbed the zine queen of Canada, and I just, <laughs> what? Are you, oh God. So, and me being who I was back then was, I just, I don't know, I I, I didn't like to be put into a box <laughs> I didn't want to be put into a box. It was just this sort of, you know, the whole Nirvana, Kurt Cobain influence of just like, just incredibly negative and cynical. And I didn't want to be called a zine queen. I actually, all the booklets, I made little books back then. I called them little books. I called them chat books. I never called them zines. Because to me back then, zines were, you know, it was short for fanzine. It was mm-hmm. about, and I wasn't, I was not, they, I wasn't being a fan, let's just put it that way. You know, it was like pretty hardcore, emotional, and very raw poetry and images, basically, that I was putting together back then. So I didn't think of them as a zine. But I was wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, anyway, it's a but, whole, it's an interesting whole culture of that time. I, a lot of the folks I talked to, that were around for that is kind of more of the comics end. And I have some folks like that kind of dabbled more on that side and then, you know, double, you know, both sides of the paper, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Like John Porcelino or like, uh, I guess Mark Bell was doing some zines. Was mm-hmm. he doing many? Yeah. I've got some old rough stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's, and growing up where I did in Vancouver, like, I kind of remember all of the different, like, I think Scratch was the place to get all the zines then. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I Well, here's the deal. I had many, many pen pals, and, and we exchanged zines. And I used to read Fact Sheet 5, and I'd go through all of the listings of every zine, and I would, you know, I'd pour, pour over that. And then, but I, what I was looking for was, so, it just wasn't really there. I mean, I'd go through, like, hundreds of Mm-hmm. Theme titles and descriptions, and I would find one thing that I was interested in. And one of those things was uh, a zine, a little booklet. It was all about candy packaging. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm like, oh, this sounds really interesting. What is this? And I, you know, sent a sent a dollar, two dollars, or whatever to this person in Toronto, and ended up being a man named Ian Phillips who had his own small publishing uh venture called Padishans and he and I ended up becoming best friends or close friends we're still really really close friends and and that was 15 years ago mm-hmm. you know like that's how I made friends back then pen pals and, <laughs> and that's how I made my connections the world before blogs that's correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah kids you may remember these things it was a long time ago um yeah, for real so have you always been kind of into doing the clipped up, cut up collage work? 
Or mm-hmm. what what would have I seen saying temper temper? What would you have seen? Yeah. Uh, well, it's all black and white. Um, it's pretty. I mean, it's very raw, very very raw material. Um, there's everything in that. There's. I mean, there's an image I borrowed from a friend of mine who used mascara to draw on a bounce sheet. <laughs> and then the text, the text says, I'm mad at Ted Hughes. That's my friend Lisa Smolkin. You know, there's everything in there. Anything that I could photocopy, basically. You know, I, I had, like, crocheted dolls that I was putting on the photocopier. That's how I did most of my work back then. Just I, enlarging, enlarging and and um, diminishing. What is it? Downsizing. <laughs> so yeah, that's what was happening. A lot of whatever I could do on the photocopier. But you also like. I'm really curious the fact that you do so much like text um, grabbing images, but you you're also a completely capable illustrator at the same time. I am, but um, I, I, yeah, I've always drawn. I've, I mean, I don't, people don't really, I did start doing comics when I was a, a kid, when I was about nine. And I was, I mean, and I think I learned how to draw by copying Charles Schultz, you know, doing Peanuts characters. And, um, yeah, kids at school, it was a way of getting attention, actually, like literally drawing attention. Mm-hmm. Like, his kids would sort of hover around me and watch me draw. So, I, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so, and I mean, I remember one kid saying that Charles Schultz would be jealous. <laughs> so, which is very funny. Well, I mean, I guess I, I can get the line down. I'm good with lines, so just doing the, you know. But I've moved away from that, like, the style that I was using in Temper Temper and Fatal Distraction. Obviously, people move on. But I'm a lazy drawer. I don't draw enough. Um, I find that when I do go to draw, it's like I have to reteach myself every time. And and it's a practice. You need to do it every day Mm -hmm. if you want to be good. And I'm a perfectionist. And if I can't do it the way I want to do it or I don't have the time, then I ask an illustrator, like a friend who can, you know, bang it out in 10 minutes. I have a friend, Brooke Neckvatel, who did a lot of the illustration in the cell. She's, you know, she just sits in front of the TV and doodles and she's, she's a master. <laughs> and I really, I really like working with my friends and I want to encourage other female artists and, and I'm providing a, you know, space for her to do work. And I, and it's all, I mean, doing books like this, it's like you need a small community to put them out as far as I'm concerned. Well, this is the funny thing, like, or the, I don't know, funny, interesting thing, because I look at your work and you're saying raw before, and it's very raw. It's very, I don't want to say primitive, but very, like, stripped down, like, stabbing, like, points that you're putting out, very personal. But then you're doing something so personal in a collaborative format, which I find really fascinating, like how you're able to kind of, work with other people that's something so focused to yourself yeah yeah well that's the thing like i work i like working with friends because we have that connection and we're all kind of expressing the same sort of emotion and and feeling do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it works the collaborating like that is is amazing it's i guess uh with that is the uh kind of some of the the ideas that you're kind of running into or attacking or utilizing there seems to be an arc throughout at least the two works that i've read um it's definitely a big focus on 
your own personal identity. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, um, what do you see kind of putting your identity in there, and what do you see pulling out of your identity with that work? Hmm. Pulling out of my... What do you mean? Can you... Like, do you, do you kind of... You go through it, and, like, you know, it's a process. Creating this work is a process. Absolutely. Uh, um, regardless of, like... I know, uh, like you're saying, you talk about the sleeves, and I was also reading, like, how you kind of mash everything together and kind of work it out and after kind of creating a narrative to it. Um, but do you kind of have, like, what kind of results do you have from the end product of this work on yourself? Oh, you mean, you know, like, like what have I worked through? <laughs> or or just kind of like seeing for for yourself what you didn't think of before. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, because I work so intuitively, I mean, stuff happens that I actually don't have any control over. And it's like, whoa, what happened there? That's why I love collage so much because, like, stuff, images literally, like, they land on, like, they'll land on top of each other on my desk. I'm like, how did this happen? These two things coming together. It's like when you're actually like holding pieces of paper and it almost works itself out it's it's a very very strange process like a way of working i can't like you when you're drawing it's so deliberate mm-hmm. i mean of course you can you know tune out and it goes places that you don't plan to go to but but using collage and using original drawing when you're incorporating all these different mediums that's when original work comes out. Like you just don't know what's gonna gonna happen when you're pulling it all together. And then I can go back and say, Oh wow, look what happened here. I mean, there's stuff in the cells that I, I it was surprising to me. Like, and a lot of it was design, just images that, just how it fit together. Like the two page spread, I had to balance those out to make them work. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting. Just it, to see what happens. It's fascinating. Like, the whole use of collage, one thing I find interesting is that, because uh, you're talking about how when when you're drawing, you have to have a sense of purpose or, that, like, something specific in mind to draw. But with collages, you can kind of just let it go and yes. just kind of explore. Yes. It's more organic and more intuitive. And that's how I work. I'm going to do a quick song break. What yeah. would you like to hear? Oh, gee. Um, how about the playgroup song with Kathleen Hanna? Miss Kathleen Hanna, who who <laughs> has a quote on the back of your book, which is uh, very nice to have. I, I don't think oh, yeah. people I'm would complain about fan. that. We'll be right back. Ink Studs, CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. 
Oh, that ended suddenly. Oops. No, that's where, that's the ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. I found a different version of the one you'd sent me, so I'm hoping. Oh, good. Uh, Inkstud CITR 101.9 FM, and I'm hoping I get this right. I'm sorry if I don't. My guest today <laughs> is Sonia Allers. All, Allers. <laughs> All there's like A-W-L. Just pretend it's A-W-L. There we go. A-W-L. Like, I'm going to write that out. See, I'm writing oh. it out right now. You can't see it because you're, you're in Whitehorse. Yeah. I got it right. There we go. Yeah. Lovely Yukon. What an odd place to be living, saying uh, It is a temporary. <laughs> We're on a retreat. Retreat. <laughs> um, you, you're up there back and forth, or... Yeah, I've been going back and forth between here, Whitehorse, and Toronto for three years. And I'm from BC. Ah. Part of that, Vancouver, Victoria, et cetera. Everyone leaves Vancouver eventually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, not all. <laughs> some people leave, some people don't. That's okay. They can do what they want. Um, what's it like up there as far as an art scene? Art scene? Is there is there art much up yeah. there? Yeah, there's lots of art up here. Everyone's making art. Um, uh, there's a lot of funding. Oh, lots I guess funding. so, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Very generous. Very uh, supportive community. Yeah, it's really nice. Now, we were talking uh, for listeners about uh, Sony's new book, uh, The Selves, as well as... Uh, Fatal Distraction, and the much out of print and hard to find Temper Temper, which apparently I can find if I beat a local person there to that store. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to Lucas. He may have gone and picked it up. But, you know, I have a few copies kicking out. I actually have to buy it myself online when I see when it comes up. I'm like, oh, I better, better get that. <laughs> I had no idea I'd be doing this. <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> uh, Did, does, has your art kind of taken its own direction and you just kind of follow it? Um, I think so. I think that's the only way to describe it. I, I don't, I, yeah, it's, it's been a long and windy road. <laughs> Winding. <sighs> I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a lot of reference points. Like what I'm doing is what I've, kind of figured out for myself so when I say reference points it's not a lot of people that I can I can't really compare it to anyone else so a lot of the time like over the years it's been a lot of like WTF am I doing yeah you know I I spent probably a decade feeling that way (laughs) well you've done like I've your illustration work's been featured in other work hasn't it sorry what was that has your illustration work been featured elsewhere outside of your books uh yeah i've done book covers i really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. book covers and and album art um animations i've done some stuff with friends um yeah i guess because it's such a such a specific aesthetic and i really only do what i want to do i can't really compromise on it Mm -hmm. you know i'm not an illustrator you know I'm not. So I, people find, they seek me out who, who, they like what I do, and, and then we we'll collaborate. 
like with book, book covers and stuff. I, that's been awesome. I love doing that. Why don't we talk a little bit about some of the uh, the topics you're, I guess, attacking? Um, is attacking a good sense of the word? Like, I feel like you're kind sure. of digesting yeah. it and like, you know, putting it out there. Yes, absolutely. Um, one, I feel like it's kind of a notion of public identity, private identity mm-hmm. for women. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I just curious, like, how do you interpret that uh, in your work? Like, how, w- what is the message you're trying to get across with that? Mm. Uh, well, with the selves, let's see, I guess using character, like it's basically a cast of characters. And I don't know if you've seen that Todd Salon's movie, Palindromes, or the Bob Dylan, I'm Not There, mm-hmm. the Todd Haynes. Like the, both of them have used a device. Like they, they're, they, um, they're using six or seven different people to play one character. And the, and the different, like, of different age, race, gender. So with the cells, it is kind of one character, and I'm using images of Marilyn Monroe and Princess Diana just to sort of illustrate, uh, I guess, like a kind of a general, a more of a universal theme of, of what women go through. Just, it's just sort of trying to encompass this cast of characters to illustrate a certain malaise, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I really want to expose that. I mean, these women, you know, they're like princess, princesses and queens and, and movie stars and, and all of them still feeling the same sense of sadness and, and loneliness. I, I think it's fascinating. It's that's what I'm curious, especially with the private stuff. Like you really use a lot of images of like this kind of sense of innocence that takes them outside of this public persona. Uh huh. Vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Like the images of Diana as a as a you know twelve year old watching television, like portraits of her watching TV, looking completely depressed. <laughs> you know. Yeah. How does Jerry Blank fit into all of this? <laughs> is she is she innocent? Is she vulnerable? <laughs> or no, is she kind of the epitome can't... of you know, yeah, of the most hilarious thing I've ever <laughs> I am obsessed. I Strangers with Candy is honest I think it's the most amazing show. <laughs> it's it was I mean, they did that ten years ago. Everything is completely relevant. It was so ahead of its time. I'm a user, they, a loser, or a user and abuser and a three time loser. Uh yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, Google that and get back to you immediately. <laughs> you Google that. Um I'm afraid for my Skype connection. Anyway. <laughs> No, see, that's the thing. That's what I think I'm good at is that I'm able to, I'm able to look at things that are tragic and sad and and pretty and then hilarious. You know, that's what I have to have that those three things in place. <laughs> and Jerry Blank is absolutely hilarious, as I said. Mm-hmm. And I love Amy Sedaris. I actually have her her home address right now, and I'm going to send her a copy of of the book 
I, I'm always kicking myself for I went to New York and apparently she makes muffins for a bakery and I walked right. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Sorry. <laughs> and cheese balls. And cheese cheese balls. Cheese oh balls. Yeah. I am so getting some of her cheese balls when I'm in there. Uh, yeah, there. She has a recipe in that book that um, I like you book her hostess recipe book. My friend, my friends, we made the cheese ball. It was the sickest thing. It probably weighed, I don't it was like, <laughs> it was like a boulder. Oh my, I had to, uh, it took like a week to, I had to give it, a, like, give it away in sections. We had it for a party. It just, yeah, it was unbelievable. There's something I've always found really odd about cheese balls that just like didn't sit right with me. It's just kind of like, it's a cheese ball and it's, what is it? Just a ball of different cheese mashed together. Like cream cheese, like the probably the only the only sort of healthy thing, are like almond, like shaved almond bits. I don't like nuts. Uh, uh, what? And I don't like nuts, so having that on my cheese, I don't get that. That's just for the. I think that's just sort of the outer layer. Just give it a bit of form. <laughs> it's really disgusting. I will never eat it again. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll have to try it anyways. Either that or... I think I'd rather go for the cupcakes, I think. Yes, of course. It's a, a wiser choice. Um, in in the back of uh, Fatal Distractions, you made a reference to Henry Rollins going through your book or something. <laughs> That's uh, well, my Nardwar question of the day. Nardwar? Um, well, after... Well, my when, my when my first book came out in 1998 takes me a long time to make books. Um, I sent him a copy because he had a publishing company at the time and and I was just sort of, I used to do things back then in my 20s, like it was a bit more sort of ballsy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, I got to find another, I, I, who's going to put out my next book or who's going to, you know, what am I, I need to sort of find something I can relate to. And I knew he was putting a few things out by different women. So I sent him a copy then. And he was very responsive and sent me an email immediately. And then we became pen pals, and it was really fun. So that went on for quite a while. And then we hung out a few times. It was fun. He's a nice guy. Fun to hang out with. Crazy. Yeah. Right. So did he help much with the with the fatal distraction, the editing, oh, or was he completely? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he had amazing advice. He's incredibly intelligent. I sent him a copy, like a whatever, rough, and he gave me very valuable advice, and I'm not sure if I took it because that's what I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes I think it's like I need a sledgehammer to get certain things through in my brain. But he told me, he said, I think I actually put this in the back of the book in the thank you section. He said, Sonia, you, you can't, you just offer them a cup of espresso. You don't have to give them the entire pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Fatal Distraction could definitely use a couple more edits. <laughs> the, thing with, the thing with what I do, yeah, I'm a real crammer. Like, I, um, well, it's, it's the, hard to let go of certain material, you know? It well, really is. The big difference between the two books, though, is like, the selves is visually um there's a lot to take in uh on yeah. each page but fatal distractions is more kind of i find it sparse and bare bones in a way oh, and it's more i find it like i find a lot more raw like in the fact that you're really putting a lot of yourself in there um uh-huh. huh but okay then you 
you really need to look at <laughs> that thing is it's it's like completely exposed i was yeah it, that's what i mean no no i mean like yeah. it is putting yourself all out there but like yeah. that as far as like each page isn't as uh filled with imagery as much as right. the other book yeah so okay, it's like cool. it's done done in a different way. Yes, I, I I feel that you have kind of spilt your blood all over the pages. Of fatal distraction. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, because I was holding back for sure. I mean, I think I help. I hold back. I do hold back. I really. I would love to just completely spill my guts and just, just yeah. I I mean, maybe I will be able to do that in the, the next project. I don't know. But then I think, who cares? Like, who wants to read about that? But I know I like to read about that, so it's hard. It's a tough call. I'd love to be more exposed. It's just, you know, sometimes you have to be a bit more protected. And, I mean, with the cells, I feel it, it is, it's thinly veiled autobiography. And people have been so responsive to it because, you know, they relate to these icons and these, this pop culture and, it has a more of a universal, it has that to it. I mean, a little bit more than fatal distraction, for instance. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's more, the cells is more visually representational of, well, fatal distraction. It's very really, visual. It's, yeah. There's hardly any text. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the text, is, I, I find it interesting, the text within the cells, because it means very, very minimal text. Yeah. And it it yeah. kind of, like, with the fatal distraction, I feel like your work, you're speaking very fluidly with this, the, the text in the cells. It's more kind of a comment on the images itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, good call. <laughs> um, now, how do I come up with a question from that? I'm curious um, maybe about kind of how you have pared it down and how you have kind of, because you said, you know, it, you've had to really like take it down to what the book is. Um, did you have a lot more to it to the cells and like, did I have more material? Yeah. Oh, that could probably be a, a part one, one in a volume. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, I have, a, there's a lot. I'm sitting on a lot of material. <laughs> oh, a, a lot. of material. <laughs> uh huh. Well, it's interesting. Cause, I mean, most of my stuff is in storage right now because I've been going back and forth, like all over the countryside, basically. So, I I did I started the selves in Toronto, and I I had you know just just I didn't have all my material basically like the, the entire archive. So I was just working with more recent stuff, like stuff I've accumulated in the last couple of years. So I'd say because I didn't have access to everything else, it's very pared down. And that's a good thing for me because when I have too much to work from, that's when it, it's just, it's too scattered. And, you know, like I was saying earlier about cramming, I'd like to use what I have and what's available, like, you know, and when you're, when you don't have enough as much to work from, it's, you know, it's better boundary wise, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, it holds you <laughs> back from going too far. Um, yes. yes. H- how involved was uh, John and Corley as far as the process of cobbling it together? Oh, they were, they, well, amazingly, every book I've put out, they everyone just lets me do it. 
they're like, she's just going to do what she's going to do. So we're just going to let her do that. At least that's the feeling I've got, which is basically carte blanche, <laughs> <laughs> which is a miracle. That's actually, I mean, it is, it's a, it's hard too, because like I said, I'm like, what am I doing? You know? And I have to say that I don't have a plan. I just start the work. I have, like, there, I, it, it literally unfolds and I don't know what I've done till it's done. So yeah. that's also really scary working that way. I mean, with panels, like doing comics, like you have it plotted out, like and you have to, you have to have it organized and like, it's, it's sequential. Like you, that's the way you do it. But with what I do, it's just like free form, you know? So mm-hmm. they were incredible. Like they just, I mean, Peggy, she found me and she knew what I did. She really liked these this watercolor collage series that I did. So knowing that that was what they were interested in, I was sort of, that was like, that was where I started. I worked from those images and then a book. I started it in Toronto and then I finished it in Whitehorse. So it was an interesting process. It was really good. I think, I, I, yeah? No, go ahead. No, I'm no. You go ahead. I, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say we'll do a quick song break because we're about twenty minutes to. Okay. And we'll come right back. How's that sound? Perfect. What would you like to hear? The PJ uh, Harvey or the? Uh, yeah. Why not? Let's hear something sad and depressing. <laughs> oh, thank you, PJ. We'll be right back. Inkstead, CITR, one hundred one point nine FM.
We're back, Inkstead, CITR 101.9 FM. This is the Inkstead's radio show where we, most of the time, chat about comics. I'm not doing that today. Uh, my guest right now is Sonia Allers. Um, we're talking about her two books, The Selves and Fatal Distraction and Process Collaging Feminism. Well, actually, I actually haven't talked too much about feminism, have we? No. No. <laughs> Should we? Uh, I'm not really this theory. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want women to be making more art. That's all, really, truly, and for it to be supported and appreciated. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very quick soundbite. Um, oh, yeah, no, I could go on. That's its own thing. It's, no, absolutely. Well, I think Stop. that there's something um, to be said about the the idea of representation and how women are represented in art. And um, like, I'm not very well learned in as far as like regular non comics art goes and one interesting thing my girlfriend was telling me um from her own art history is like the usage of with women in art it would always be you'd see photos of the artist with their work and then doing art you would just see the work and mm. how that art. That's fascinating. Yeah, and then so how that art is uh, purposed towards the person's appearance, um, where with like someone else's art, it's just about the art itself. That's fascinating. I and that's really interesting. <laughs> it's like it's like proving the woman has she has to stand with the art. Like I actually did this. Like put the two together. Is that sort of what? What you mean? Is that what you're saying? Like the women's feet, like photographed with their work? Yeah, that's and then that... the men just their work. Yeah, no, think of that. That's fascinating. Yeah, if if you look at that, um, you'll kind of see that more and more. I mean, so it's interesting, and that and I was wondering if that was something you're kind of knowledgeable of, because when I look at your work, it's kind of talking about how women are expected to be presented. Hmm. You mean physical? Like yeah, just, like, physical their presentation. Beauty, their beauty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. It's, yeah, it's super exploited. Um, yeah, I know that makes me think of the image I have of Camille Claudel, who was um, a protege, um, a sculptor. She worked with uh, Rodin, and I don't know. That, yeah, there's a bit of text in there about it. I mean, he, she was his mistress, and, I mean, she went crazy. <laughs> I know, it's just a horrible story, and, the, and and so few people saw her work. But she was better than Rodin. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, and it's right there. Part of her identity is the fact that she was his mistress, that she had yeah. some kind of mental instability. Yeah, um, it's, yeah we've heard this story many times. It's, yeah. It's unbelievably cliche. You know? You know? Yep. <laughs> it's uh and and um i don't know it's a tough it's 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 not a discussed topic i guess in kind of a lot of circles some circles yeah. it's extremely discussed and mm-hmm. being a dude i'm not part of those circles most of the time um mm-hmm. yeah well you know that's my job <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's funny like there's still some folks like there still has to be kind of a defense of feminism. Yeah, like, do you I'm still feel that? I'm sick of that too. That's so tiresome. Like to feel embarrassed about discussing it and just how people, you know, get their back up about it. I don't know. It's ridiculous. 
You know, it's interesting too. I have to say this. I just learned this in like last this summer actually. Um, 1998 Time magazine declared feminism dead, <laughs> and back to temper temper. That's the year my book came out. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? You know, it's how many how many times has it been declared dead? It just how does something like that die? I don't understand. <laughs> Do you feel like up to kind of a kind of modern kind of providing a modern interpretation for the like I don't want to say the Luddite, but I almost feel like that's almost a term to use here for folks that just aren't getting why there needs to still be mm-hmm. this important acknowledgement or at least um, yes. lens. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I feel like the 90s was, like, there were some interest. there were some really, there were good steps forward, but I mean, I mean all the Riot Girl and, and Lady Fast and all these amazing women making music and, and films and books, it was such a good time. It was very fertile. I feel, though, that once the Spice Girls entered the scene, it was like 10 steps backwards. Mm-hmm. But now things are shifting again. I mean, it's all changing yeah I mean talk to Lucas he can school <laughs> he's actually or, he's organizing a show right now um, I think six women it's called Sea Change it's all it's all, it's all collage women working with collage it's, it's going to be amazing I'm very excited about it it's going to be in Vancouver at the Lions Den so you should go excellent and talk to him ask him about it yeah no, uh, just so folks just so folks know uh, Lucas Soy S-O-I <laughs> Binder, <laughs> they're binding their buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's twelve. He's actually been on the show once a couple of years ago. So if you want to check him out, inkstuds.com has it. All right, there we go. Um, where do you want to kind of go with your art, or do you kind of have any sense of purpose? Uh, I think I do now. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, I did spend probably a decade wondering what I was doing. You know, it was yeah. hard. Um, yeah. But things are changing. Thank goodness. Um, I just, Yeah, I just want to keep making books. I might be doing an animation shortly that's, like, being discussed. I'm excited about that idea, using the collage. Um, I, I mean, I'm working on my next book. That's, like, a monster. I've been working on it for five years now, I'd say. And I have to keep putting it away, pulling it back out. And I'm actually working on it. Right, I'm trying to get as much done right now as I can before I have to start making bunnies. <laughs> making <laughs> bunnies. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bunnies. My, yeah. My craft. My craft item. <laughs> <laughs> my craft item supports my art. <laughs> Been making them for 15 years. You know this. You're, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend works at Blim. They got the bunnies there. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Exciting. Tell, tell folks about the bunnies. Oh, gee. Well, I've been making them for 15 years out of uh, using recycled Angora sweaters. And, um, yeah, they're called the Fierce Bunny. I, I'd like to do a book a, like a, a book on the bunnies, like, a, like an, an illustrated book, on, like a kid's, you know, a fable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that would make me very happy. Because it's really hard for me to keep making them. Yeah. 
I just keep raising my prices and that alienates a lot of people and yeah they yeah I do I like making them they're fun like they started off quite angry they were horrible in the beginning they look like these crude bad weird folk arty objects and now they're um very peaceful looking they, they kind of look yeah. like they're like tugged in, tucked into bed or something yeah they look like everyone yeah they look like they're sleeping and which is interesting i never planned that like again yeah i just make these things they just sort of come out of me like literally happen in my hands so that's the fun part of making things what I makes it know. what makes it different as a craft compared to the um, rest of your work well i suppose it's more of an art craft what's different oh it's because it's my job like i mean <laughs> that's my job and i only do it i do it seasonally i just do it like a few months out of the year and I finally have control over this now. I mean, I've been very fearful. I've, people love these freaking, they love the bunnies. And it's, it's like a monster. I can't control it. People go crazy for them. And it's been really hard to figure out how to to make, like to just not have it take over my life and take over, like then I wouldn't be able to do my art, which yeah. is part of my survival, basically. Like I have to make art, you know? But anyway, it's, it's been it's good. I've got it down. What? It's creating a balance. Yes, of course, and that's just yeah, that's the goal. That's but the it's goal. working. Everything's good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're at the uh, pretty close to the end of our uh, time here. Um, yeah, well, that, that went fast. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> oh, we're going to fill up an hour. <laughs> song, song, yeah. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Me too. It was swell. Um, and so the next book, it's going to be quite a while. Yeah, it's all about breakup. <laughs> Sounds like a happy book. It's about love. Yeah, it's a friggin' nightmare. I'm like, I don't even know what's... Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's okay. I've got it under control, but it's huge. Is this something you're kind of doing under your own steam, or is there a publisher specifically interested in it? I haven't even got to that point yet. Right now, it's just mountains and mountains of material, and I'm just just sifting through it and, and processing, and I'm still dealing with the actual incidents that caused me to write the material so i don't know what shape i'm trying to figure out the shape of it right now actually so Does i'm you, excited it's like it's like probably the biggest thing i've done i kind of feel like your your blog is also working as like a continued dialogue ah yeah looking at the uh I, the, the image selections up there like every time it seems like it's just an explosion on the web to me oh nice yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to get back into the blog. Like again, talking about making oneself vulnerable. I would. I mean, if I had it my way, I would be just spilling my guts on that. But I do feel I have to be careful, and I have to. You know? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. If I had, if I could have a persona or something, it might be nicer, fake name or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it. no. Yeah, it's hard to find the balance of what to put out, and you know. And then, well, that's that's also another interesting thing is like you put yourself out there, you put everything out there and it's so like, well, you got to be careful how much you put out there because of your identity and how do you kind of diffuse the two or separate the two? But can you really separate the two? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, totally persona. And I also have a a fear of hurting people's feelings. Like I don't want to upset anybody. And some of my personal opinions are pretty 
you know, pretty brutal. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, you know. I'm like, oh, my God, like so critical. And so, yeah, just I have to just not try, work really hard to not be that way, you know, to try to stay positive. I think I think we're all really critical. We just don't let everyone know. I know that's what bugs me. I'm like, come on, people, let's just get it all out on the table. I've I've realized I've what? realized I need to shut up a lot more often. Oh really? <laughs> that sucks. I yeah, self self censorship. That's a bummer. I think people should. I mean, what, you know, maybe if we all just had it out, things would maybe shift. we should all just be fighting all the time. Yeah, why not? There we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you, Robin. And have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Uh, just a reminder, folks, that was Sonia Allers. Uh, the books, Fatal Distraction and The Selves. And thank you so much for joining me. Uh, up next is, uh, I don't know what's up next, because um, Japanese Music Quest isn't uh, here for this week and next week, so... I think they have something in mind. At uh, 3.30 is uh, Mariev with the French Connection. Uh, at 5 o'clock, Native Solidarity News. At 6 o'clock is Are You Aware with Christian and Fleur. And Exquisite Corpse by the always excellent Bleak at 7.30. Uh, thanks for listening today, folks. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm going to end the show off with some Buckingham Knicks um, kind of going with their stuff. I really recommend checking out the selves. I really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. Bye-bye.